Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wisp Sports Radio, the voice of women in sport. Hello, you're listening to the Mind Matters here on Wisp Sports. This is season two, episode three. I'm Chris Stafford, and I'm joined by my partner in crime here, Jenny Susser. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Chris. How are you today? Today, so far, so good. Like day by day, right? We it, we live in the moment, literally. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do right now. Yeah. But things are okay. Things are good with you and everyone around you and your family and everything. So far, you know, it was interesting when when we jumped on this call and did our you know check-in with each other it was interesting yes so far everybody is you know safe and healthy but I think that's just a matter of time so we're uh, I thought we'd do a little bit of context we're recording this on is today Thursday Thursday March 18th 19th Jenny all day 19th Thursday March 19th wow see <laughs> And, uh, and we are sort of in the early throes of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, the United States is at the beginning of the wrestling match with social distancing, potential lockdown, still wrestling quite a bit with availability of testing. So we don't really know what the numbers are, what they mean, what it's going to mean. Um, and... You know, people are worried, upset, and quite honestly, freaking out. So I thought something we could talk about today would be some strategies for what to do, because all of us are suffering right now, and um, how do we manage ourselves, uh, our people, our lives, um, and our own individual economy inside of the bigger economy while all of this is unfolding. Yeah, I think, as you say, the social isolation is hard on a lot of people. Those of us who work from home, as I've done for a long time, it's easier to adjust. Mm -hmm. But those that have not had to do that have always been able to leave the home, especially if they have children and maybe the parents go in different directions each day. Uh, and now suddenly everyone's at home and it's almost like having Christmas every day when all the family's there. 
<laughs> I don't know if I'd call it Christmas every day, but I would call it, you know, having the family there for sure. <laughs> well, maybe without the presence, but um, yeah. certainly that social gathering, which they're not used to. Yeah. And, and because it's forced and because it's under the veil of so much stress and worry and um, fear, rightly so, it's creating, it's wreaking a lot of havoc for people. Yeah, it is. And, and I think, you know, the pressures, outside pressures now, the uncertainty of it all, and having to keep everybody calm, you know, because you've got different generations worried for different reasons, people with uh, compromised health situations that are worrying. And there are athletes, which we've been focusing on, who uh, are curtailed because they can't gather socially to train. Uh, mm -hmm. Gyms are closed down and, and training sessions are closed down. So I think the isolation impacts us in different ways, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and the hard, I think part of the hard, maybe one of the hardest parts is that nobody really knows how it's going to look. So this is an extraordinary time and an extraordinary event. Um, I have a, I have a horse farm and I have three staff members. Um, my partner and I run it and we've got three full-time staff, uh, and part-time and a part-time staff. And so we've been having, you know, pretty frequent check-ins and day before yesterday we had a staff meeting to check in with people make sure everybody's okay and practicing you know the type of social isolation that we need them to practice now you may wonder okay why am I letting my staff come here well because they've been coming here all along so none of us are doing anything um you know none of us are going out you know not none of us have been to a restaurant in over two weeks none of us are seeing outside people or we're not having outside people come onto the property. We're keeping six feet from each other, which is actually quite possible and easy to do around a horse farm. Um, and we're staying, uh, you know, I mean, we could do this. We could run the farm on our own and not have the staff come in. Um, but our staff would uh, lose everything, go bankrupt, and and one of them wouldn't have anywhere to go. So we've stayed open. We're continuing to write checks um, and keep things going. And it's interesting because, you know, I follow some people on Twitter who live in apartments in New York City, and they're going bonkers, you know. But social isolation on a horse farm is pretty much... <laughs> you know, your regular daily grind, go get your horse, throw your saddle on, go for a ride, come back. You know, I've still been able, I feel fortunate because I've still been able to do a lot of the daily things that are part of my normal routine. Um, but as a psychologist, uh, the emails, the phone calls, the text messages that I've been getting from people in my care are, you know, people are really, really worried. So I thought we would address some some of that, talk about how to handle that, and what and maybe some strategies. Yeah, I think one of the things uh, which, if you work from home, normally are easier to. Uh, I mean, uh, they are easier because you get into a routine, 
Um, but anyone who's not used to that and is having to adapt to a working routine at home, it's the discipline which is really important. And then the distractions that you have because the rest of the family is in the house and there's mm-hmm. no escaping. Um, and yet, and yet maybe, um, you've been allowed to work from home by your employer and you're tele telecommuting and you're uh, having to attend meetings online and that sort of thing. There's a lot of social challenges around that, that productivity and disciplining yourself um, and also taking breaks. I think mental breaks as well. And, and the exercise is critically important. And now obviously we focus mostly on athletes and coaches so they have a self-discipline, an innate self-discipline, don't they? They do. And, and having a, a physical part of your daily routine is actually very important, right? So our, our, you know, our physical, our physiology, our physicality, our physical dimension um, of our being is incredibly important. And, and, it's, and it's one of the easier ones to tend to. It's, you know, when I, when I talk about you know, whole care of the self, the physical is typically the easiest one to, to focus on. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily uncomplicated, but you know, like right now you want to, you want to be mindful of your bodies because, well, first of all, because the healthier you are physically, the less impact the coronavirus is going to have on you. Now we've seen reports of, you know, that, 21-year-old Spanish soccer coach died from the coronavirus. There's currently four students at University of Florida Gainesville, which is, you know, less than an hour from me, 20, you know, four students that are in their 20, you know, kids that tested positive, don't know the, their fate currently. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of trouble knowing how it's going to impact us individually and how strong our immune systems are. So you want to give yourself the best chance possible, right? Sleep is incredibly important. Sleep is one of the most restorative things for our bodies. So we want to be sleeping. Now, under stress, sleep is one of the first things to fall prey to that type of stress. So what do you need to do to get better sleep? There's a lot of great meditation apps out there that can help you with sleep, sleep meditation, sleep music, binaural beats. Um, I, my favorite uh, meditation app that I've been using for years is called Insight Timer. And they actually have a whole sleep section and they even have bedtime stories. So they will have some of their favorite um, contributors read a bedtime story like The Ugly Duckling or Hansel and Gretel or The Emperor's New Clothes. And it's really fantastic. Um, and they're really great sleep aids. Um, preparing yourself for sleep. You know, there's, there's a lot of really good, easy information out there for how to sleep better. Um, Thrive Global, Ariana Huffington wrote a book about sleep. And so her company, Thrive Global, has a fantastic website with tons and tons of information. And, um, and it really, there's lots of free stuff out there that you can get to help and serve your sleep. So we're talking about the physical. So the sleep, eating, exercise, doing, you know, not consuming alcohol at great lengths right now, right? Alcohol really takes, your immune system really takes a hit. The more alcohol you consume, the weaker your immune system can be because it just requires so much energy 
elsewhere. So while you are tempted <laughs> to numb out and drink more, try to be mindful and not drink more. Um, public service announcement for you there. How are we doing so far, Chris? <laughs> We're doing fine. Um, and also thinking about uh, the routine of exercise and finding a, a specific time that works best for your schedule. Um, I know I'm doing that. Um, as you know, uh, I had to have my dog put to sleep uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that has completely changed my routine. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now, you know, some of the exercise I coordinated with her, her routine. In fact, everything I did, I coordinated with her uh, needs. But now that I don't have that, it's a very, very different mindset for me. So my exercise routine now is is much more specific. It it's longer too. Uh, it, hmm. it it it's all together. You know, I have time that I didn't have before. So it's all together very different for me. Um, that I'm I'm thinking in terms of people who are working from home or are wondering <clears throat> when they're going to fit in their exercise. You find a time that works best for you. You find a time which actually suits in my, what, what I think it suits your metabolism. Actually suits you individually. Well, you know, I, when I was working uh, at the corporate training company, we had a fantastic uh, exercise science guy who he he was actually one of the great minds behind the seven minute workout app um so johnson and johnson was the 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 company that owned the human performance institute where i worked okay and so the seven minute app is a free app you can get it on the app store or the play store um, and it's fantastic so easy to use you can customize and it's just great. In seven minutes, you'd be surprised at how great you can feel after seven minutes. I would highly recommend downloading some type of workout app. And if you've got a computer or iPad, um, to do it as a unit, you know, do it as a family. Whoever lives in your house with you, do it together. You know, you see a lot of posts on social media right now. You know, I've never seen so many people walking up and down my street. You know, people are getting out and you, you know, so while this is a very trying and difficult time, what can you do to make it a little bit more better? That was terrible. A little bit better for yourselves, your family, your group, getting up and moving around is an amazing way to uh, refresh, restore, renew your energy. Um, especially if things get tight in the house, you know, every, most people live in some type of area where they can go for a walk around the block and not come in contact with people. And based on the weather, most people are living in a weather pattern where they can do that and not come in contact with people. Um, and then, then you practice your hand washing as soon as you come back in uh, and do what you can to protect yourself and your family and at the same time be able to create movement and exercise. And doing it as a unit is just fantastic. Yeah, and you can do it virtually with trainers now. I know my trainer is is starting doing virtual training uh, too, uh, so that you don't. If you're used to training as a group, then that would that would really work for you. You could hook up, you know, virtually. Um, and <clears throat> I think that you know everybody's improvising and finding ways to adjust to this, aren't they? And I think uh, the important thing is to find whatever time works for you in the day to to train to to work out, whatever it may be. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the things that Chris Jordan at HPI said. He said, the best time to work out is the time you're going to work out. 
you know, that's when it is. So some people love to work. I'm a morning exerciser. I love to exercise in the morning. Um, but you know, if, if it's after 2 PM, chances of me actually, you know, putting on my shoes and going for a run or heading to the gym are very low. The later it gets in the day, the lower the probability of me exercising. Um, now we go for an evening walk every day. That's part of our routine and has been for years. Um, but the exercise part is very different for me and, um, and serves a different purpose. So yes, so figuring out how and, and when. And the other thing is, is my, my mantra, my, my, my guiding light with regards to exercise is some is better than none. So if, you know, if, if you can't, if you don't have a half an hour, if you can't muster it, if you don't feel good enough, you know, the other day I was getting ready to go for a run and something happened at the barn. I had to handle and I had to leave. And so instead of having 30 minutes, I had 10. So guess what I did? I ran for 10 minutes. I just ran a little bit faster and a little bit harder because I've just really stuck with some is better than none. And it gets you going, you know, it sort of takes the, mo the mountain out of it. Just do something. You'll feel better for it. Yeah. Funnily enough, when, when I do my workouts, uh, then I have a set time that I, I do those. And I, sometimes I think, oh, I don't feel like doing too much today. So I'll just do this, this, and this. But once I get started, then you're better. I keep, oh, I keep going then. And yeah. I keep, when I find myself doing longer than I maybe otherwise would, you know, it, it, it just is, is a matter of getting started but the other I, the thing is when i talked about virtual training not just with your coach or your trainer or your <clears throat> whoever it may be but also use a buddy system too that that's another way to do it with yeah. you use use video with facetime whatsapp zoom uber all of these um, there's lots more too um where you can just hook up uh with your you normally your you know could be your running mate your gym mate whoever that may be yoga mate whoever it is I just set up the camera and, uh, and yeah, use a buddy system, right? Yep, for sure. But let's, uh, let's move on to some of the psychological things uh, because I think that's where people are struggling the most. So what I've, what I've been hearing and reading and, and seeing is that um, this is overwhelming. So, and that's, you know, this is, so while, while we don't really know what to expect, like as a psychologist, I expect, and all of my colleagues, we expect this to be overwhelming for people. So I've posted a couple of blogs on my website, drjenny.com, and I'm going to continue to do that on a much more regular basis while we're dealing with all this with suggestions for things to do, how to raise your level of awareness and things to maybe, you know, start to practice. These are extraordinary times. And so we need extraordinary responses. And that means that with the extra pressure that's going on externally, we need to be extra careful with ourselves. We need to be extra mindful of ourselves, uh, who we're talking to, how we're consuming social media. You know, I read... Uh, I think on NPR that uh, internet providers are reporting like crazy increases in data usage. Well, of course, people are home and not at work, so all they're doing is scrolling. But you have to be mindful about that. 
I think that there are some good things happening with social media and there's, I've seen a ton of support, but I've also seen a lot of bad things. So people are posting things that are incorrect. They're posting things with the intent to scare people. Uh, they're sharing information that seems to be authentic, but it is not. So for me, um, I have typically, I have a social media diet where I have a 10 minute alarm that I set and I scroll around on social media for 10 minutes. I allow myself, I read a couple of different news apps, but I don't read, you know, like I read NPR and the BBC uh, because I'm looking for a little bit less biased, less, you know, blaming accusatory tone from my news and something that can be tend to be a little bit more reliable. Uh, but on Facebook, the stuff that I'm seeing is just, it's crazy. And it, and I get off of Facebook these days, just cringing and feeling my blood pressure. So you want to be mindful of what you're consuming on social media. So create a new ritual or habit around how you're going to consume your social media. And I say consume because I want you to be intentional about it. We, it the dopamine that starts to flow the minute we turn and open an app is overpowering. And so if you have this, this overpowering chemical effect going on internally, and then you have this overwhelming fear going on externally, it's a very, very dis difficult recipe to survive and feel good about. So create a new ritual, like stand on one leg, okay? Or stand or raise one hand, like sometimes I'll raise one hand and, and then I'll stop scrolling. I'll have to close the app. As soon as my arm gets, my shoulder gets too tired and I have to put my arm down, then boom, close the app. Um, give yourself breaks. Prepare yourself. Okay, I'm going to go on social media now. What am I going to see that's going to upset me? Tune into yourself as you close the app. Close the app. Get the information that you looked for. Close the app and then go for a walk or go get a drink of water, or go have a conversation with someone who's gonna help you return to your balance point or, or feel a little bit better. The fear that we're all trafficking in on a much more frequent basis is going to throw your body into a, a bit of a tizzy because the fear in the mind creates the survival response in the body. And if your body is preparing multiple times a day to survive, it, you're going to get exhausted. So you want to be more mindful, more aware, and put, put external restrictions on what you're doing. Set an alarm and then listen to it. Otherwise, uh, you know, you're going to deplete your energy and that will have an impact on your immune system. Is this, is this making some sense for you? Can, absolutely. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Always good advice from you. But I think um, the structure is really, really important now, isn't it? And, and it, knowing yeah. how to distract yourself. Yeah. And, you know, our structure is cattywampus. You know, nobody has the mm -hmm. same routine. I mean, my routine is fairly similar, but it's really not. Like, I have an elderly, I have two elderly parents, my dad and my stepmom. My dad's 85. My stepmom's 80. And they're both immune compromised. They are high, 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 high risk. So I haven't seen my dad in weeks um, because I'm not willing to go over there and, and expose him to whatever I've been exposed to. I'm not, <laughs> I go to the store for him. 
he has to go in his bedroom. I go in, I clean everything off from the store, put it in his fridge, clean, you know, wash my hands as soon as I get there. I wash off his packaging. You know, I'm trying to help it. So there are some things that are very, very different for me. Um, and most of the stuff in my life is still fairly normal, but the disruption for most people is intense. Um, and then the waiting game. And, and this is a part that I want to talk about that I think is really important because, you know, we all are seeing these posts or tweets or whatever from people in Italy talking about the devastation and how terrible it is. And it hasn't, it hasn't gotten that real here in the United States yet. But I want people to start to think about that everybody is going to know somebody with the coronavirus sooner than later. Many of us are going to get it. And most of us will be fine. We don't really know what the percentages are because collecting data in an in a epidemic that is less than six months old is super duper problematic. Okay, so we don't have accurate numbers and people are really focusing, the people who could be reporting the numbers are focusing much harder on saving people's lives than reporting numbers. So it's, so it's super complicated with regards to that. The likelihood... Although I just... Uh hate to interrupt you. I just yeah, heard no, no. Uh, on the Washington Post today that they uh, do have some data come back that uh, they've had more hospitalized cases of people, uh, young adults under 50. In now, the United States? Yes, that surprises me. <laughs> you know, Chris, it's not surprising me the way that I've been watching the people under 50 respond to this situation. You know, I was on Twitter the other day and I saw a young woman and she was in a Air, airplane bathroom and she was like coronavirus challenge 2020 and she licked the toilet seat of an airplane bathroom i mean it's i was stunned i was speechless i mean speechless okay. right uh, that that's particularly weird but i'm thinking relative to other countries it's the older population in italy that has been most vulnerable their statistics are so high because they have the highest uh, <clears throat> relatively uh, pop older population yes well they have an older population and they have a they have a very high uh, smoking population right so many well, many, any many of europe does yeah Exactly. So Europe, they, they smoke much more. Same thing in China, I, I was surprised to learn. But, you know, here we don't like while they smoke more, the older population smokes more, they actually have a better diet. They have better food. They exercise more regularly. Um, you know, and here we, you know, I'm wondering if, if our lifestyle or the differences in our lifestyle here is, is going to ultimately have an effect. I, I have no idea and that we're a long ways away from knowing that, but you know, I live in Florida and, um, you know, restaurants are still open, you know, which I understand from an economic standpoint, but it's really challenging from a social distancing standpoint because everybody's touching everything. Um, and it puts everybody at risk. You know, we've got spring break in Southern Florida and, they're still going like gangbusters for spring break down there. Um, There's seven states who have not recommended social distancing. 
Um, so, you know, we have a lot of denial going on here. We've gotten really bad information and we've gotten really bad guidance from our leadership. And it's been, it's been unfortunate that the people that are supposed to help us and take care of us and that we need to be able to trust have not been trustworthy in this. I can't speak to why, um, but, it, but it hasn't been. So you have leadership saying it's okay. Um, and it's not, and we don't really know. And so it's going to, the hit that's going to come is, it has the potential to be, to be pretty strong. So my point in all of this is how do you get yourself ready? How do you prepare? How do you connect and get support if things do get even scarier? Like they're scary now. What if they get more scary? How are you going to take care of yourself, your loved ones, and your community so that we all get through this? Now, nobody's going to get through it unscathed, but how do we get through this, you know, so that on the other end, we can learn, become stronger, become closer, and maybe take this, uh, this situation to change some things that we've been saying, hey, you know, I'd like to exercise more. Hey, I'd like to be more socially connected, you know, personally connected. Hey, I'd like to be more part of my community. These may be some things that are a natural result of, of this virus and, and our response to it. Yeah, you said that it was going to get worse before it gets better, of course. We don't know when it's going to peak, and the, and the problem is we don't know how long the slope will be down right. the other side of this either to what to whatever point we get which may be quote-unquote normal and we can start to socialize again but there are ways to to socialize at a distance right you can go with it for a hike with someone you know maybe just keep your distance you can uh you can do what the italians and spanish are doing and you can hang out your balcony or your house and and uh, start a chorus you know the singing yeah. aria the singing to relieve the stress and musicians are playing uh you know free concerts from their balcony i mean right. there's all kinds of things that people yeah there's improvise lots of, with. there's some fun stuff on social media you know like ricky gervais is doing little stand-up routines and putting them on Twitter, um, you know, so seeing, seeing stuff like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have to look for ways. And that is a much better use of your energy to look for a way to become more socially connected, to feel better. We need to look for those good chemicals. We need um, situations, events, connections with people, whether it's virtual or the people that you already are, are in close proximity with. We need to look for those moments that create the good, positive, healthy, supportive chemicals in our bodies. We need to laugh. We need to release our pressure and cry if necessary, but we need to laugh. We need to oscillate. We need to have relief. We need to be mindful and paying attention and then we need to be you know like tuned out and binging on netflix or whatever it might be um it's a great opportunity to watch some things that you like have sort of like put on the back shelf like i subscribe to the gaia channel and so i've been consuming much more there because it makes me feel better it stimulates me it makes me feel better 
And with the imbalance of the extra dose of negative chemicals, you have to find a way to balance and create the positive chemicals. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. You know, um, you and I, on a personal level, have talked about that, how, how you have to balance things, you know, have to yeah. turn things, turn things in, into, a, into a positive and be constructive rather than destructive. So I think there's a lot of advice there. And the other thing I, I is that is appearing, I don't know if you've uh, I've heard about this, this virtual meetings now, the virtual dinner parties and cocktail parties, lunch parties. Have you heard about this? You know, Chris, honestly, only because I saw you post about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm going to a virtual dinner tonight. I'm going to be uh, attending, quote unquote. Now, uh, when I mentioned this to some friends here, they said, oh, yeah, they'd been to a, a virtual lunch and uh, someone else had been to a virtual cocktail party. And so this is all done through um, you can use Zoom or Uber, any uh, video conferencing where you can have a few people. And so you're all on video and you discuss what you're eating and you might agree on the same menu or you might do something individually and you can pull in people, any number of people on Zoom is the platform we use with sports here for all our audio recordings but, and also for videos. So you can use something like Zoom uh, or Uber and yeah, you just uh, socialize in a virtual setting. So it's a great way to connect with friends and meet new friends as well. There's going to be some people that are meeting for the first time at my dinner party tonight. So, <laughs> Well, I look forward to reading your post about it tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, why not do that? Uh, as well as exercising, as I said earlier, you can uh, connect uh, with your exercise buddy or you can uh, just socialize, just sit back, have a glass of wine. Not too much wine, as Jenny is uh, advising here. Don't, don't binge on the wine, but uh, do binge on the virtual meeting. Connect in any way you can. I think that's your message, isn't it, uh, Jenny? Just yeah. connect. Yeah, Stay connected. absolutely. Yep. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. You know, it does remind me, not that I'm old enough to remember World War II, but I do remember the culture of World War II when you're going through a war situation, desperate situation that is affecting everyone, everyone, that people do rally together. And, and you have to forget being selfish at this time, you know, and I think that's the part of the problem is a lot of our society is selfish. And that's why they're bin shopping, right? They are stocking up and stockpiling. And that wouldn't have happened in the war. You wouldn't have been able to allow to. Now, we are starting to see rations come in, which happened, yes. of course, during the war. Right. So I think some of that wartime mentality is a, is a very good thing because you suddenly your life has changed. You have to rally around and do things you otherwise wouldn't do and help in a way, you know, in those days, they, women worked on, as, uh, in the land army, they'd work on the land, uh, whilst them, you know, mostly men in those days, of course, were away, but they did different things in the community, right, and, and in a way that they've never done before, and those are just a different attitude to helping each other, I think that's what we have to hold on to. Yeah, I think that's well said. Any anything else before we wrap it up this week, Jenny? Just just remember to be a little bit extra kind to yourself. You're going to be twitchy. You're going to be reactionary. You're going to be more upset than usual. You're going to feel worse than usual. 
and it's going to be confusing. So be a little more patient, a little more generous with yourself. And then as you can take that on for you, then extend that out to others. You're a little more patient, a little more kind, a little more generous, a little more compassionate with everybody else because everybody's in a tizzy right now. So it speaks to us needing to come together and support each other. And you're right. We have not had a culture that has demanded this. We have had a culture that has fostered individualism, individuality, and um, hierarchy. And so now what we're going to need, it'll be interesting to see how, how we come out on the other side of this. I'm hoping that we come out on the other side of this a, a kinder, more connected community. I agree. I hope it does teach, teach us something that, you know, that uh, will actually change some of the ways that were not as pleasant and <laughs> good habits and, you know, well whatever that may be. Yeah, be kind to yourselves. Don't forget to wash your hands a lot and properly uh, and wash your hands and, wash your hands. <laughs> and visit, visit us on social media too and share your stories we'd love to hear from you share any stories at Wisp Sports and what's your social media handle Jenny? Um, my Facebook is I think it's just Dr. Jenny R. Susser and um, my website is drjenny.com Twitter is Dr. Jenny Susser um, yeah, that pretty much covers it. At Twitter, uh, where would they follow you on Twitter and Instagram? At, at Dr. Jenny Susser. Okay. All right. And you're posting blogs, and we'll have a link to all of this on our website at wisports.com. Yeah. As I said, you can join in the conversation anytime on social media, post your comments, questions, suggestions. Uh, we'll try and circle back in a couple of t- weeks' time, shall we, Jenny? Follow up. Sounds good. Everybody be safe out there. Be safe and wash your hands. Thank you for listening.